Hi, good evening, and welcome to the Elephant in the Room, a Love Letter to Mental Health podcast. I am your host, my name is Adrian Freeman, and tonight we're going to talk about mental health and work. And what I want to say is that um, there may be some triggers in here, so I want to put that disclaimer out. There may be triggers. I am not a clinician. I'm not a doctor. I'm not licensed in any way. This is just, you know, these podcasts are just here to help people and to kind of show you where I'm at with my mental health. And if you or loved one, you know, have or need help, you know, places where you can go and you can get the kind of help that you need. Again, I'm not a clinician or a doctor, and this may be a trigger episode, so I want people to just be fully aware of that going in when they listen or they watch this episode. Um, I want to start off by saying that I did get my medicine two weeks ago when we talked about dating and mental health. You know, you have to take your medicine, you have to do the work, you have to do all those things to work on yourself and so I have been taking it it makes me feel kind of weird sometimes I've got to call my doctor and find out what's going on I take Ambien and I take Boost Bar Boost Bar I take three times a day the Ambien I take once at night to help me sleep so that's kind of coming together kind of nicely but right now I want to go ahead and kick off what we're here to talk about and that's just employment. Um, I have had jobs since I was 16 years old. You know, I've worked in some form or fashion in the last 30 plus years have been in childcare. So I've been in one field for, you know, most over half of my lifetime. Um, what I am gonna say is I've had really good jobs and I've let my mental health get the best of me. And, you know, you, you can't do that. You have to, um, you know, you have to go to work to do a thing. I have always told my business. I've always overshared. I have got in my own head and let my own thoughts get what you'd say is the best of me. Um, You know, you have a job description that you get upon your hire. You know what it is, you know, and it's easy to say, you know, you know what your job is, go in there and do it. But it's hard because you want to form relationships and create camaraderie with your team members. But sometimes, you know, me, me for example, I sometimes kind of lost sight of that and wanted to be everybody's friend and want everybody to like me. And, and that still can be possible and that can still happen. You know, no one's here to say, oh, you can't have working relationships with people. I'm not here to discourage that or here to discredit anybody. But I know for me, I have to be able to come in there and, and do the job I'm supposed to do and not just take care of children. And that's hard. You know, when you have, you know, you're wanting everybody around you to be your friend and that's just really messy and you can't do that. And I don't discourage people from doing that. If you have that gregarious, extroverted personality and you get along well with people, then you can do that. But then there's some of us that we just, we can't. We try, and that's why I talk about being mindful, being self-aware, you know, and don't go telling your business to everyone. 
That's something that you just can't do. You can't go to your jobs. My shoulder hurts. You can't go to these jobs disclosing that kind of information because it's one thing, it's not everybody's business. Um, some things about yourself you need to keep private and you just, you need to go in there and do the job that you were hired to do and go home. And again, that's hard, easier said than done, you know, working on it, learning on it still. But um, right now I'm gonna read some things to you because that's what I do, I got some statistics. I got some real mind-blowing information I'm going to give you, you know. Ooh, my notes. In 2014, 186 billion people spent, you know, time out of work due to mental health disorders. That was in 2014, 186 billion people missed work. And what else I found out in 2018, before the pandemic hit, a trillion dollars worth, a trillion dollars worth of work time was lost in dollars based on employees not coming to work for whatever reason. A trillion dollars. Our deficit is like seven, eight, 10, 20 trillion. Imagine we've lost a trillion dollars in the workforce for people having issues and not going to work. That's a, that's that's a lot. I can't wrap my head around a trillion dollars. That's that's a lot of money. And here's another statistic: forty-four point seven million adults, eighteen or older, have had a reported mental illness in the year 2016. So that means 4.47 million people have actually reported that they have mental illness to an employer. Now. Think about all the other millions and millions of people that don't, that just kind of keep it suppressed. It's, it's, the numbers are crazy. And I'll discuss some other things I'm gonna read to you, but I'm gonna share some stories. Um, like I said, I've had a lot of jobs. I've had good jobs and I've done foolish things that I'm embarrassed to say. I've made suicide attempts you know, to employers, I was fired for that. And I get you saying, how could you be fired for that? Well, you can be. And I was fired over the phone in the hospital. Um, this is an at-will state, you know, and if you look up at-will states, if you Google it and you look up, you just look under North Carolina, they can fire you for anything. They don't have to have a legit reason. You know, they can, they have a legitimate reason, but it doesn't have to be it can't be so far-fetched. So I was terminated back in 06, because I did that, because my mental health went unchecked. And then I had a meltdown at the same job. I yelled at a child. Now when I say child, I'm not meaning a small child, I mean an 18-year-old. I worked in a, um, a group home atmosphere. Um, you can't do that. You're there to be a role model, to be a positive light, to a child who's going through something. And you have to be able to be of sound mind and be able to give guidance and positivity to a child. You can't be yelling and cursing and screaming at them because you have a problem as an employer. You know, and my problem with me and my jobs 
I'll take the medicine for a little while and then I'm afraid to tell my employer, hey, I need to go to the psychiatrist or tell my employer, hey, I've got to go to the doctor. I'm afraid they're going to fire me or my work record is not going to be impeccable anymore. It's going to be, you know, when you're a detriment to this or you're, you know, a detriment to the workplace because you're never here, you never come to work, you never do that. I mean, I've heard that years ago from people. And I would take the medicine too, y'all, and be okay. I take it for six weeks. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. No. When you have a chemical imbalance, that means the chemicals in your brain don't work and they're all off shifting and everything. What that means is you have to take the medicine to make everything work right. It's like keeping your car fixed. You have the oil change, the brakes, the tires, you know, the engine, the starter, the alternator that connects to the battery, that connects with the starter to make the car turn over every morning or every time you get in it. The same thing with medicine. It's a bad analogy, I know, but go with me on this. You know, it's the same, it's the same thing. So, you know, I'd always have that fear and never, and afraid to tell my employers what was kind of going on. So, you know, you have that narrative and then you're just like, as I said, afraid to tell them and then you don't tell them and then you miss appointments, you miss appointments, your, your, your physicians drop you and then you have to start from square one, which is something in the past six months I've been blessed to have been able to do because we're in a pandemic. We're able to have to be in Zoom meetings now. So everything now is on Zoom. So I can take 30 minutes out of my day and go and do a Zoom and talk to my psychiatrist, talk to my counselor and kind of tell them, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. Um, we're trying this medicine, this thing's not working, that thing's not working. Because when you have a mental health illness, it's real hard, and then when you try to stay employed, it's even harder. And then again, too, I used to hear people say, oh, just apply for disability. Do you know how hard it is to apply for disability? Do you know? It's horrible. It's hard, and it's horrible to do. You can't work you have to be completely non-working so i've been told or work 20 hours it's I, I hear different things but just look it up you know mental health and disability i should do a whole podcast on that but we're going to keep talking about working but i i managed to work every day because when they did test me you know and ask me some questions you know trying to apply for disability i answered them flawlessly because I wanted to, my self-esteem wanted me to feel like I was still, still smart. And then again, I have, you know, again, bipolar, histrionic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, dissociative disorder, and anxiety and depression. So I wanted all those things to be there so I could get disability. But then a part of me wanted to feel smart and confident that I knew what I was doing and I could you know, answer the questions. So it was just, so what I do now is I just do the work. I journal a lot. I, I stay to myself. I don't bother people at work. I don't, you know, not real friendly. I mean, I'm friendly, but I don't go around, you know, talking to everybody, trying to be everybody's friend, which means you end up running your mouth 
you know, which means you'll be sharing things that aren't really people's business. You know, I share with you all because somebody out there needs to hear this and it's important for a person to hear this and to know and to understand that there's nothing wrong with having a mental health illness, that, you know, there's millions of us out there and we're just in a place, you know, now where we as African-Americans can talk about this. You know, we can talk about it and not be afraid or ashamed. You know, we can, you know, share share stuff with each other. You know, because normally we as, as African-Americans can't talk about mental health. You know, and that's sad. About loving hip-hop, we can talk about the Kardashians. We can talk about, you know, not taking the vaccine. But if, you're, if your brain is sick, the rest of you is going to be sick. If your mind is messed up, you're not going to want to shower, you're not going to want to eat, you're not going to get out of bed, you're going to have crazy, racy thoughts, you're not going to try to get up and be productive. And nobody is saying to get up and conquer the world. But, you know, what I've learned in the past couple of months, just find one thing. Like on the weekends, I relatively don't go anywhere. I may go to Walmart, I may go get my hair cut, I may get my nails done. But I find one thing to do and I get up and I do it. And it's funny, once I do it, or I'm in the midst of, I feel better about myself. I don't feel, you know, defeated. Now today, I haven't done anything. I've, I've had the worst headache on the left side of my face in the world. That's why you guys are seeing me kind of late tonight. You were supposed to see me at 3.30, but you're seeing me right now, but still, I'm gonna get the information out to you however I can. And that's what I'm saying about at work. You go to work, you do your job, and you go home. And that's easier said than done. It really is. But, you know, you can share with your employer, you know, hey, I got this going on, I have this going on. And then, you know, confidentially, they'll keep it, they'll keep it to themselves. You know, um, you just have to tell them, hey, I've got to go to a doctor. Hey, i got to go to a doctor. You don't have to tell them what doctor. Just say you're going to the doctor. You know, if they need proof, you can say you were seen at Novant or you were seen at Atrium. They don't have to get into, you know, depths of what you were seen for. You can just say you were seen. It doesn't have to be this big production. And with me, my self-esteem used to be so low, I wanted everybody to like me and then I would get in my own head and then I would just act out. And that's not good. That's not good at 18, 28, 38, 48, 58, any age. It's not good. It's just not a good look. And then people will start to doubt your work. And working with children, you can't act out in front of children because they're small and they're impressionable. And you can scare them. I mean, sometimes children scare us because, let me expect children a while. You know, I normalize arguing with a toddler anyway. Paw Patrol, PJ Masks, we're going to argue about that all day. But anywho, you know, you have to just, you have to be a, a safe place for children. Because a lot of children come from a place of trauma. They may have parents, they have mental health issues that are unchecked. So you have to be like a, a blanket for them, a security blanket where they know they're gonna come to school, they're gonna have the same routines, they're gonna see the same people, they're gonna do the same things, they're gonna have milk and water, they're gonna have breakfast, lunch and snack, they're going to get their diapers changed. They're going to take a nap. They're going to go outside and play. They're going to do art. 
You're going to read to them, all that. So that's why mental health is so important. You have to keep it, you have to keep it in check. And you can't, again, be like I've been in the past, just running your mouth, telling everybody, you know, melting down at work and all those types of things. You just, you can't do that. And then now you have this added caveat. We're in the middle of a pandemic. So which means a lot of people have stayed at home with their families. A lot of people are working from home. That's a whole nother issue, a whole nother ball of wax when you're at home because there's no one around you. You know, there's nobody around you. You're just kind of sitting there behind a computer. And what I've read, and you know, there's solutions to that. Like, you know, they say Bank of America is supposed to go back in the building in November. Wells Fargo is supposed to go back in October. You know, you've got to be able to get those employees ready in a mindset. They've been at home 16 months. You have to get them ready to go back into a place and being around people and trying to go back to whatever our normal is. But while you're at home working, there are things that you can do or your managers can do to make it easy on your working at home. Because that can be hard if you working at home and you're supposed to be doing eight hours and you're behind a computer, you're taking calls, you've got this gruntled, this person, this disgruntled person here, you know, and then you have to be able to just woosaw and take some time for yourself and maybe walk away from the computer, listen to a meditation tape for 5, 15, 20 minutes, get a glass of water, go outside, maybe even step in the shower for 5 or 10 compress and come back and then go back and be refreshed. And that's easy when you're at home to do. But, you know, when you go back into the building, you're going to have to be able to find ways to decompress. Maybe, you know, step away for a few minutes to a team member, hey, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go and get some tea or something like that. Or I'm going to go outside and take a walk on my break and not sit in the break room. You know, go outside and get some sun, get some air. You know, um, your manager could... Um, create like virtual parties where you all get together and, you know, talk virtually online about different things. Or if you're in a facility or in a building, you can, you know, have your boss create maybe where well, you guys go out once a month. I worked at daycare where they had retreats, where they went to the mountains, Labor Day. Actually next month, next week, they're going to the mountains and they go for four days. They go, they go Friday night after work, and they say Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. They come back Monday afternoon, they go back to work Tuesday. And it's a skill team building exercise. I mean, I know it's your coworkers, but you see your coworkers outside of the job. You don't see your coworkers, you know, in, in scrubs or in, or in street clothes, and you don't see them like you do every day dealing with children. You get to see them in a relaxed environment. Or you can go bowling, go top golf, or something like that. Just building a camaraderie. You know, those types of things you can do in the pandemic. Just create a positive atmosphere. Some jobs have EPA, Employment Assistance Protection, where you can go, like we used to have this in Asheville, a job. 
you could get like three, three free, you know, times you met with a counselor until your insurance kicked in. And then you could go and start seeing a mental health provider once you got your 90 days and you had your insurance. Those types of things that you can do. Um, you know, go to a counselor, talk to somebody. There is nothing wrong with finding one person and sharing your story with them. Not seven, just one. You know, finding that one person that you can talk to, that you can trust and say, hey, I got this mental health issue. Hey, I got that mental health issue. I've got this going on, I've got that going on. You know, somebody that you trust. And sometimes, like what I do, in the mornings when I wake up, I just talk to God. I just talk to God in the universe. I ask for patience, forgiveness, understanding and patience, and I keep it moving. I do it in the morning and I do it in the afternoon. You just have to just, in a work environment, it's, it's tricky because you wanna have work personal relationships, work slash personal relationships but you want to be able to still maintain my shoulder, maintain a level of professionalism that, you know, still gives you, earns you respect and, you know, camaraderie with employers without being schizo and freaking out like I have in the past. Because that's not cute. And I'm just here to tell you somebody who's had a meltdown every job, except the job I have now, I've not melted down. It's very stressful, but I've not melted down. I've not freaked out and put on any kind of production or manipulated or lied to anybody trying to get them to feel sorry for me because I have a mental health issue. I've not done any of that. Um, you just have to just, you know, know that you have the issue. If you want to share with your, your manager, your direct supervisor, then you do that. And then you try to just do the work every day. You have to be real cognizant and do the things that you need to do and get the work done. Every job is not going to be easy, and there's going to be somebody at your job that gets on your nerves or that you don't like or something of that nature. But that's not, that's not for you to really get into. That's not your business. You're there to do a job, whether it's answer phone calls, change diapers, you know, serve me my chicken, you know, change tires or what have you. You're there to do a job. And if you make friends along the way, fabulous. But you, if you go to work every day and do your job and they're like, hey, you can't really, Adrian, don't get into no foolishness. She comes to work and does what she has to do and she goes home. You know, those types of things too. Because again, Somebody like me who's had a meltdown on every job, who's had an issue on every job, that gets old. And then when things get hard, you want to quit. And you want to, you want to, you know, do something else or you think people don't like you. It's not personal anymore, I've learned. Things are not personal. It's, it's just, it's work. And work is hard. It really is. Work is hard. It's not personal. Once you learn that, it'll, it'll be so much easier for you to just be able to do the things you need to do. It's just, it's not personal. You have to be able to just 
Um, again, be self-aware, be mindful. If you have a mental health issue, do that work that I've talked about. Take the medicine. If it's not working, immediately call your doctor and tell them they can find something else. You know, if you have an appointment, go to your appointments. If something's bothering you, write it down. I find that if you write it down, it just, it helps so much. Because once you write it down, it's not in you or on you. You can see it on paper, you can read it, and then you're done. And try not to revisit it. It's like I've learned, um, just because we're thirsty doesn't mean we have to drink the poison. And I'm gonna say this for the people in the back. Just because you're thirsty doesn't mean you have to drink the poison. Okay, I'm back, trying to reconnect. Um, this episode um, was just about, like I said, work and mental health. I didn't have a lot to expound on. Um, just when you do your job, just go do your job. And if you have a mental health issue, which makes it even harder, trust me, I know, just go in there and do the best you can. If you have questions, ask your employer. If you don't know something, ask. You don't have to be loud and boisterous. You can, and if you have a mental health issue and you want to share, you can say, I do take medication and blah, 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 I've been cleared, I can work, blah, 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 or what have you. Or you don't have to disclose. But don't have no dang on meltdown. Don't do like I've done in the past. You know, just go in there and do the best you can. And some of those solutions, you know, being able to build a, a camaraderie outside of the job, you know, team building, you know, having a, a Zoom party with your, with your um, particular department, um, being able to walk away from your computer or walk away, you know, from your station for a few minutes and come back and get some air or what have you, things of that nature. But also, if you do have a mental health issue and it's documented, take the medicine, go to the doctor. I can't stress that enough anymore because I have so long not done that, but I've been doing it for the past two weeks and it's helping. It's helping a lot and I can't stress it enough. So just, you know, reach out to people in your neighborhood, your city, state, you know, find that 211-311 call, you know, get the resources that you need and, and get on that track. There's no shame in it. That's why we need to talk about it, because your mental health is as important as your physical health. When our arms are broken or our, we have conjunctivitis or, you know, our throats hurt or our stomachs hurt, we go to the doctor. And if your brain feels bad, you need to go to the doctor. As simple as that. I am Adrian Michelle Freeman. You can find me on Facebook. I am the Adrian Michelle Freeman, Notorious AMF. I'm on Instagram as the Adrian Michelle Freeman, and I am on Instagram as the Elephant in the Room. Elephant is spelled E-L-3-P-H-A-N-T underscore N underscore the underscore room. So I am on those two sites. I am building a new website as we speak right now. Um, I will be back next Sunday at 3.30, hopefully with another episode of The Elephant in the Room, a love letter to mental health. 
I've been Adrian Freeman, and I thank you, and have a good rest of your night, and have a good week.